transcendent manifestation. The Lord told us that this is the month of what? Come on, let's speak together. What is this month for you? Yes, it is your month of fulfillment. And we have seen some manifestation testimonies that are mind-blowing. Now, at the beginning of this month, we started the victory night with praying throughout. It was so intensive. And then on Friday, the Lord told me to start to teach you a progression on the lecture I've been teaching you on faith. And we began to look into further into faith. But I promise you that, and I will do that, during this month and December, I will be teaching you on what Jesus told me when he appeared unto me February 1984. He says, I am coming soon, and my reward is with me. And I will give unto everyone according to the works of his hand. See me after service, brother. I have to come to your house. I will together now. But because God wants to speak to you more about faith for today, and we have to talk about the coming of the Lord within now and December ending. Let me give you a hint. What happened? Where did we come from, human beings, before we entered into this shell? We will look at it. Why are we here, by the way? We will look at it. What does this part of our existence play? What role does it play? We will look at it. Then what happened to the dead? Where are the dead? We will look at it. Then what is the sign of the end of age? We will look at it. And where are you going? We will look at it. Over the past years, the Lord Jesus has appeared unto me a number of times. I've been taken to heaven more than 14 times. And because of that, I think with um, academic knowledge and practical experiences about God, I can tell you something from the Lord which is definite and sure. To arm you in your race. So that the last, these last minutes that we are spending on the universe, you will fulfill everything that heaven ordained for you to fulfill. That is the purpose. Okay? But today, let me talk to you more about faith. Over the past five weeks, I'm sure you all have your bulletin with you. If you don't have the bulletin, if you have the bulletin, raise it up, please. You are going to be looking at it. I will run you through a brief about the bulletin. If you have gotten one, raise up. All right. So if you don't have one, they are raising up. Raise your hands up, please. You didn't have one. Can I have ushers administer the bulletin very quickly, please? 
All right. Because I'll be teaching you from your bulletin tonight, today. So what we have been looking at is faith, isn't it? But let me just raise your appetite. This issue about faith, we began, God began to speak to us on the month of October, or the month of August. When the Lord told us during the Holy Ghost Convention about our rights as believers. From the book of Joel chapter 2 verse 28. Don't put it on the board. Tell me what is in Joel chapter 2 verse 28. Shall we say together and afterwards... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let's read it again and afterwards. Uh-huh. Yes. Put it on the board for us now. You know, one of the young boys in New Cross now said, Old men shall dream dreams. Very small boy like that. I said, so you are telling us to dream dream. What about you? <laughs> he said, they, they will dream dream. So we found out in this scripture that the Bible says, and afterwards I will pour out my spirit upon all people, all flesh, which is the church. And what will happen thereafter, after sons and daughters will prophesy. So I began to help you understand that everyone that is born again have the capacity to prophesy. If you are born again, from the day you receive Jesus into your heart, you have the capacity and the ability to prophesy. And I help you understand a baby girl that is born and you know, today, though she's a baby you carry in your hand, she has womb from birth. Am I correct? Yes. Come on now, let's speak. But she cannot conceive without womb now. So that child will go through some development over a period, and then she will start menstruating. When she starts to menstruate, then she had come to a stage where that womb can carry life. Correct? So therefore, you and I also, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we receive the Holy Spirit. We have the capacity to do many things. The ability of God resides in us. Yes? But then as we grow in God... And nurture our spirit with the word of God. Then we will begin to manifest those things that are in us. That is the reason why Satan don't care. About Christians who come to church only on Sunday. As long as they can make you never to come in the week. He doesn't have a problem with you. What I mean by that is that he can do whatever he likes with you. I would mean now. I'm going to take you through a journey today that will change your life forever. Therefore, we recognize that as food is for the body, the word of God is for the soul. And as the food we eat grows the body, and the type of food you eat determines your strength. 
So is the word of God to the heart of man. If when you come to church, all you want to hear is hype. Yes? And I say, mm, I will uh, do. And I say, say, Amen. You say, Amen. What have I just said? Nothing. And uh, we, uh, what did I just say? Nothing. If that's all you come to here in church, you remain how you are for life. But when you come to the place where the word of God is preached, and the adequate word for the season, you grow within. And all the potential God has put inside you, you will only grow into their manifestations. Prophecy is one of it. But when we looked at all the gifts of the Spirit, we discovered that faith is key to operate everything. For you to move in the healing, you need faith. For you to operate in gifts of prophecy, Romans chapter 12. He said, he that prophesies should prophesy according to the proportion of faith given him. Yes? And we recognize therefore that Hebrew tells us about faith in chapter 11 verse 1. It says in King James Version, faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. Let's read it together. Shall we read it the cathedral way? Now can I explain to us that I haven't propounded on this enough, expanded enough. The reason is this. I'm going to do that. If you look at the word, two major words spoken here. The word substance and evidence. Now, you cannot understand the word substance enough unless you've read physics or chemistry. Where substance is defined. Neither could you understand the word evidence very well unless you have been involved in law. Where the word evidence is really defined. But, however, the NIV version put it a bit simpler. So that the word substance is a little bit more simplified. And the word evidence is also simplified. And if we look at the NIV, it says the word substance, be sure of what we hope for. And the word evidence is certainty. Yes, Today I'm not talking about substance and evidence. We will talk about that later on before the year runs to an end. But today, I want to help us understand what God spoke to me this week. And which is what I've written for you for your Bible study in your home group tonight. The word substance of things hoped for. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, which means, a person who has faith in his hand, his hope can never be dashed. Because, the substance that will establish hope, or bring hope to reality, is the faith you are holding. Do we get it now? 
He is the substance of, which means in faith is the hope that you're hoping for. So, now, the other thing is this. The evidence of things not seen. Okay? Faith is a substance, but in the, in the substance is the hope. Evidence of things that you cannot see. Which means, those who have faith, they live currently in the unseen. Keep this in your mind. If you have faith, you will be living in the unseen. The unseen is more real than the seen. I am talking to you now into a microphone and you are hearing me out of a loudspeaker. Now, the word I speak, show it to me or them to me. You cannot see them. Correct? Now, but if I remove the microphone from my mouth, you cannot hear me. Okay. Between me and the microphone and the speaker are a lot of invisible occurrences. And those invisible occurrences are the things that determine the audible frequency you are hearing. I speak acoustic sound, it goes into a sub, you know, this is a substance. A microphone that has a diaphragm and then it converts it into what we call electric signal. Show me electric signal here. You cannot see it. And the electric signals that it converts it into enter into the acoustic waves. Don't worry if you don't understand my jargon. I, I'm talking to people who have a little bit knowledge about science, about physics. And that electric signal goes back away from my mouth into a transmitter that sends it into a receiver. And it goes into your mixer. We call it mixer. And then the mixer will process it according to whatever they are processed there and send it through a wire. And that way we carry those signals into an amplifier that will now explode it. And the amplifier will send it through another wire into your speaker. And in your speaker is a reverse diaphragm to this. The diaphragm on this is con- convex. The diaphragm that receives and explodes is a concave di- diaphragm. And it is behind that speaker diaphragm that you have some magnets that will now amplify the electric signal and convert it to acoustic signal. Now, can you see all the invisible over a word I speak to how you hear it? So, things that are invisible are more at a time of space than things that are visible. Now, when I speak healing, those of you who were here on Tuesday saw the lady who came out who had been having excruciating pain for a long time. And in that meeting of the women of Red Destiny the first day, she, was, she went into a terrible pain. 
with tears in her eyes. And when I began to minister by the Spirit of God, I picked up somebody who had a pain. And I rebuked the pain instantly. And she said, little did she know, she discovered that her pain left. But then when the pain left, she tried to check and do several things to make the pain come. But the pain was no more. Then she recognized she was healed. Now, the word I speak is invisible. The power that touched her is invisible. The healing that took place is invisible. But the result is what you see. So, you have many invisible occurrences for a visibility to be made matter. I can explain this to you more deeper in physics. If those of you who, who did light and electromagnetism. But I have to use academics to help us understand the literacy of the Word of God. Listen to me, therefore. A man who does not have faith will always be frustrated in hope. Because faith is the substance in which hope is built. You carry faith, you will end up fulfilling hope. You doubt, you will end up crashing in your hope. Hope does not talk of now, it is a substance of the future. The same thing. Faith being evidence means when God promises you something and anything tells you that it's a lie. Listen to me. It is your evidence that you will show to doubt the doubts to death. Listen to me. I am sick in my body. I'm having excruciating pain. Oh, doctor said that I had cancer. Then I come to the church. And then the person speaking said, that person who had cancer, who was told he had cancer, you are healed. Let me say something to you. It, it is very possible that when he said you are healed, the first thing that will happen to you is pain running through all the whole of your body. Which was the symptom. How can you enter into the healing, which is a hope? If you have the evidence of the word of God, and you can present the faith before the situation, what happens is that there will be a period of combat between your faith and your doubts. But if you hold on faith, then you will leap out of the natural into the supernatural. That is what brings healing. That is what brings healing. The woman with the issue of blood, when he saw that Jesus was passing, he said, she said to herself, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. But there are many people there who were working with Jesus. None of them have that thought in their mind, except the woman. Why? Because the woman's case was so bad. Alright, to the place whereby she had got to the end of the road. So she had no option. When she touched the hem of Jesus' garment, the issue of blood dried up. When Jesus said, who touched me? And all the commotion came and the woman came up. What did Jesus say? Your faith has healed you. Because faith 
is the evidence a man shows to defeat every prevailing circumstances that can cast doubt or fear into you. Faith is what you need. A man of faith can never be a failure. A man of faith can never be defeated. A man of faith have no fear of anything. When faith arises in a man, he works like God. When faith arises in a man, he overcomes every all circumstances. And I will show you with the evidence of the scripture, and I will show you with the evidence of my life. I do not teach you what I have not encountered. Therefore, what is faith? Faith, therefore, is trust and confidence in the Lord. Look at your write-up. Faith is trust and confidence in the Lord. To trust God that God is who he says he is, and to have confidence that God will do what he said. That is faith. Trusting God that God is what he says he is. And having confidence that God will do what he promised. Look at that right up you have in your hand. Let me just run you through a bit. It says, if faith is trust and confidence, what is the word trust? We need to understand. Trust is defined as firm belief in the reliability, truth, or ability of someone or something. That's what you have in your hand. Yes? Read confidence for me, let me hear. We are not reading yet. I'm sure that you didn't accept me to ask you. Let us look at our brochure. And let's read the word confidence. Let me help you reflect some two things there. Definition of trust says that is firm belief in reliability that something is reliable, something is the truth, and also firm belief in the ability of someone or something. That is trust. So, 
Let me give you an example. Very, the example that is sitting before me. You see, brother, uh, what's the name again? Brother Kunle and sister Melissa. Let me help you know this. Both of them got married last month, is it? September. Yeah. Oh, September. This is November already. You have got to my month already. I'm talking about trust. To rely on the ability of someone. You see, before both of them met, if this woman just saw this man and took a cup and drank it and gave it to him, he wouldn't drink it. Or he was just drinking something and he gave it to her. She won't drink it. Why? There's no trust in them. They don't know one another. And if they know one another, they have no substance to trust one another for it. Alright? But since they came together to be married... Anything she gives to him, he just gorges it. Yes? Does he have, how many married men are here? You see, all of you married, raise your hand. If you don't raise your hand, my friend, look at all of them. From the day you married your wife, you had given your life to the hand of a woman. If she gave you, you asked for water and she brought in the, in, the, in the glass a black substance. And she said, oh, this is black currant. You won't ask her how. You will just drink it. Are you with me? Whereas, someone you don't trust that had been, you know, very shadowy in behavior, especially against you. And then he came and said, oh, my friend, take this water. Though it's transparent, it looks like water. If for any reason you took it from that person, you just put it on the table because you don't know what they put in it. Correct? So therefore, the action that you have taken to have entrusted your life in the hands of a woman is what is called trust. And vice versa. From the man to the woman. Therefore, apply it to God. They that trust in the Lord. The Bible says, shall be like what? Mount Zion. Come on. That cannot be shifted. But they shall abide forever. As mountains surround Jerusalem. The Lord surround his people. Now and forevermore, says the Lord. Listen to me. You must trust in your God. <laughs> if you read chapter 9 of Mark, they brought a boy to Jesus. And the disciple was praying for the boy and the boy who was possessed by a demon. And the, boy, the demons were manifesting and humiliating the boy. And they prayed and prayed and prayed. Nothing happened. And Jesus saw the pandemonium. He came... When Jesus got there, what did he say in verse 19? 
You unbelieving. Look at this. Oh, unbelieving generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? A Christian that does not have trust in God can never impress God. Many things around you that God expects you to handle, which has overcome you, they did because you did not trust in the Lord. Not because those things have superiority over you. Not because those things have the power over you. Only because you allow what you saw, okay, to make you doubt what you cannot see. So you lost your faith. You lost your faith. Look at that scripture of verse 20. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, immediately he threw the boy into convulsion. He fell to the ground and all rolled all foaming on him out. The next verse says, Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has, has he been like this? Look at, from childhood, there are circumstances that grow with a man by the devil. Devil attacks somebody and he grows with a situation. Intention of Satan is to make sure you will deny your God. That's why he did that. So that you will blame all those things against the God who is merciful. I can't know how people can blame bad things against good God. But they do. Listen to me. A misfortune that you have had again and again can give way the day you shift your trust. Alright? If you trust your problem, your problem will overcome you. You only need to change the substance of your trust to God. To believe that God is what God says He is. Then that will enable God to do. If your trust in your problem make your problem prevail. You know what happened here? Look at the next verse. 22 please. The boy's father said it has often thrown him in fire and rest of it, telling all the stories. The next verse, 23. Did you, let us read this together, what the father said. If you can, no, 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 verse 23, please. Shall we read this together? The father said, okay, now Jesus said, if you can't say Jesus, let's look at verse 22 again. Shall we read it together? Let me help you know this. There are conditions that happen to human beings and because they have been a stigma, they have become a stigma, it has been there again and again and again, year after year, year after year. They will come to a point where their faith is zero. And I'm, pre- I'm teaching you this now. There are people listening to me who just be looking at me like this. Whereas there are some people, as I'm speaking, faith is rising in them and they already have started to conquer things in their heart that if this is what faith is so this is what will take place in this matter whereas some people have been so mesmerized by their condition your condition overcomes you because you have trust in it i will get it now i will tell you a story and then what jesus said jesus now replied and said if you also can change your trust Say, Jesus, everything is possible for all who believe. Let me help you know this. 
You must trust in the Lord that God is what He says He is. You must have confidence in Him that He will do what He promised to do. Even if the situation prevailing is contrary to what God said. Understand, the word of God is unseen, but it can be read on the pages of the Bible. And the same word can be read by two million people, but one person will read it and he will encounter God's power. The difference between him and others is this. He put his trust in the God who wrote the word, and he put his confidence in the promise that the word has said. Let me repeat myself. To trust the God who wrote the Bible and put confidence in what the Bible says. Trust and confidence never make shame. I remember the book of Hebrew, chapter 11, verse 1. We'll run through that quickly. It says, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for. For, for uncertain of what we do not see. The next verse says, This is what the ancient were commended for. This is what the ancient were commended for. So, now we have understood that that verse 1 just means trust and confidence in God. That's all. Hmm? Do we agree? So, now the second verse says, God commends those who do it. God will commend somebody who has trust in Him and confidence in Him. Yes? Okay. Now, the people of old had faith, they had confidence and trust in God. So God commanded them. Now, by faith we understand that the universe was formed. That is to believe what the truth, which is the, the definition of trust. Okay? Strong belief in a truth. Now, the universe was formed at God's command. So that what is seen was not made out of what is visible. So everything that you see today comes from invisible. Some people ask questions about that. But we have commanded the cripple and they were healed. So why should the word of a man heal the cripple? You remember when I went to the village, the witchcraft village in Nigeria, and they sent an evil bird to kill me? Okay? They are. If you are hearing that for the first time, when you leave this place, go and Google on your internet, Apostle Williams and the evil bird. Is there. Now, this is it. The evil boy was sent to kill me. The evil boy appeared in the auditorium where I was speaking. But the power of God arrested that evil bird that he cannot disappear. Until the Holy Spirit told me to look up and I saw the evil bird. An owl, five foot long. The head is almost, it's a monstrous head. Those of you who were with me there, it looked like the head of a baby. Okay, I started praying and it was flying. Then I said, I command life out of you. Okay, and the evil bird came down without any arrow or without catapult. Tell me how that happened. Now, why, how could a man command a live bird, though said to be evil? How don't work in the day? They fly, they are nocturnal animals. But when they fly in the day, they fly for errands. 
If the one who sent it from a courtesan could send that bird to do evil and put a spirit of Satan in the bird to do evil, cannot a child of God also command in the name of Jesus to the spirit in the bird, and when the spirit shall leave the bird, what happens to the bird is dead. And I picked it up so that nobody would say it was a gimmick. I spread it out. No blood. No spots. He died by command. Trust and confidence in the Lord. I went to India. And I was ministering in a church. Pentecostal church. People were worshipping God and they were jumping and, you know, sweating, praising God. And God said to me, none of them know me. What? How could that be? Lifting up their hands and praising God. The Lord said, none of them know me. I said, how can I tell the pastor of the church that all these people who have been coming to your church, John was fool. They don't know God. So I asked the Lord then, what shall we do? The Lord said, pray for them. And you will see. Oh. So I stopped preaching. I said, let us pray. I think um, Bickerness' um, hands was with me and few others then. In Hyderabad. And when I said, let us pray. As I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, the power of God moved like a wind in the place. And people, demons were manifesting Everybody. Everybody, they were shattered. The place was going haywire. They were rolling on the floor. Someone will fly to the other side, and you could not believe it. I mean, the minister who, our own minister who invited me to that church was wondering, ah, Apostle, can a born again be possessed? No, a born again cannot be possessed. But the fact is, they have been coming to church, they sing, they jump and sweat, they pray, but they are not born again. Their case was beyond that. So, when the devil is messing about, there is only one command he can listen to. The command is, in the name of Jesus. And I commanded. False spirits in the name of Jesus. Out! And the whole place went haywire. And when they hit the floor, it seemed as if they were dead. Demons were screaming out of people. When a woman is speaking with a baritone voice, you explain that to me. Is he a member of choir that they taught her to sing bars? Hallelujah, somebody. The Bible says Jesus made a public show of them. Triumphing over them by the cross. What you do not see surpasses what you can see. Trust and confidence will take a man from the physical into the supernatural. It's your trust and confidence that can bring you under bondage as well. I haven't finished that story. You know what happened? When the Holy Spirit finished cleansing, cleansing them, people got up without being told. They were running to the pulpits and they would remove their shirts. Yes? Under their arms are amulets. 
you know, let us go. They will pull it out and throw it to the floor. They will pull their amulet out and throw it to the floor. In their, under their trousers are some amulet, rings, all those nonsense. They were throwing them to the floor. And my pastor said, he's an Indian. Because this is very close to church. They have just worshipped God and prayed. <coughs> Afro said. <coughs> they prayed, Afro said. But God was not in the praise. Do you know what happened? I said, God, what is happening here? He said that they are all idol worshippers. Ha! Huh. Idol worshippers? So I called their pastors. I, I, the pastor, I said, Pastor, these people came out, they threw all their stuff on the floor. I led them to Christ. They now accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. I now asked Pastor, these people have been members of your church all these days. They said, yes. I said, <clears throat> You, what were you? Hindu, you, Hindu, you, Hindu, you, Hindu. All of them were Hindus. I said, how can you say you are born again and you still go to Hindu temple? And the pastor said, Hindus believe in all gods. So when they came to church, they came to collect the God of the church to add to their gods. Hindu believes that the amount of gods they serve is what determines their salvation. So they came to carry Christian God and add to the other gods that they serve. They have served many gods. But that day, something happened to other gods. The story didn't finish there. So I said, let us burn all these talismans. And I said, you, you know, where did you get this from? He said, Sai Baba, all the voodoo. You, where did you get Sai Baba? You, where did you get Sai Baba? Everybody was saying Sai Baba. I said, what is Sai Baba? And they told me, ah, he's a guru. Sai Baba. I said, today is the end of Sai Baba. There will be no Sai or Baba in this place. 